right, welcome back to Samuel Warren Consulting Small Business. This is the topic of these podcasts, and today I'm going to actually do a little bit of a breakout on uh, the gear that I personally use uh, for my small business. Now, I will, before I start, I will say that this is not a sponsored video. Uh, these are just the gear that I have used. However, if a sponsor is listening, I will name drop these specific people. And if you're listening to it, um, feel free to uh, hit me up if you want me to uh, sponsor a podcast for you um, or do a sponsorship video with you. Um, so these are just the uh, setup tools that I have used uh, over the years, uh, the couple years that I've been doing this business. And... Uh, that have been the most successful for me. I'm also going to cover some of the apps that I use. Uh, But before we go any further, I just want to uh, thank you all for listening and let you know that this is being recorded on Anchor Podcasts and will be going out to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can reach me at sam at samuelwarrenconsulting.com. My website is just samuelwarrenconsulting.com. I know, really long name, really long website. That's okay. Um, if you uh, go to that website and click on the contact form or simply email me, sam at samuelwarrenconsulting.com, uh, and with your ideas for the podcast, that would be wonderful. All right, so before we go any further uh, with this, I will say that this is a full kit breakdown of everything that I have. Um, now, as I was sitting sort of thinking about what I actually use, I sort of broke it down into uh, all of the hardware that I use, all the technology, but then I also started thinking about some of the other pieces that go along with it, the physical uh, tools and adapters that I use, um, and uh, I'll cover those as well. Um, so to start out with, um, the thing that I use the most often is my iPhone 11 Pro. Now, I was not always an Apple guy, and some of you guys may be Android guys, uh, and that's okay. Just use whatever works best for you, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I will say that uh, my wife and I started using Apple products back with the iPhone 4S, um, and uh, now they're on iPhone 13, which is crazy. Um, They sort of skipped a couple of generations in there between uh, 10 and uh, 11. There's no 9, so technically it's on the 12th generation of the phone, but nevertheless, um, the iPhone 4S was a really good solid phone. Uh, it still had the 16 pin connector uh, for charging. It was a square design, which they brought back with the iPhone 12 and 13. Um, and I use it because uh, I've just started using an iPhone um, with my wife because of the shared calendar things, which at the time Google didn't really have. Um, and I just love the uh, notification system where it would pop in a notification saying, hey, so-and-so added something to your calendar. And that's just great. Um, the other thing I use on a regular basis is uh, AirPods. So I have just the uh, first-gen AirPods. I don't even have the magnet or like the, the contact-free charging case. It's just the standard AirPods with the standard lightning uh, adapter case. And I use those for phone calls, for hands-free conversations, anywhere, uh, listening to music while I uh, am doing an install, um, contacting you know my customers um, via the phone is uh, is one of the predominant things that I do whether it's text message or phone call or email so this as you can imagine having a smartphone uh, that has email capability is a lifesaver um, the other thing I have is I have a PayPal card reader that I have Bluetooth connected with it as well uh, that's just a free PayPal one so when you sign up for a PayPal uh, business account 
you can have the option to have them send you a free card reader and it comes with basically a swipe or a, uh, a chip card reader. Now for a little extra money you can actually buy an NFC one that you basically turn on and you can tap to pay that way or accept Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or you know any of those others uh, tap to pay options. Um, but I didn't go with that because I didn't need it. Uh, I just generally the primary way people pay me most often is via check or uh, they send me money via PayPal and either one of those works really well. PayPal has a decent uh, um, percentage rate for, for using credit cards online but if you want to go cheaper you can always go with get your own card reader, um, bring it with you everywhere, have people pay you on the spot. It really depends on your business model be completely honest but I have that paired up with my phone and that works just fine for me uh, I have just a clear um, I think it's a speaking brand case um, I might be wrong about that particular thing it's just a clear case uh, over the cup the year or two that I've had this now it's actually turned sort of brownish in color uh, and that is uh, just because um, dirt wear and tear you know putting it in my pocket pulling out of my pocket that kind of a thing but uh, just a clear case just to protect my investment because I mean these phones are not cheap right I got the 11 Pro just so that it would last a little longer and it is um, it's doing really well so far so um, for those of you that are interested in something like that um, hit me up and I'd be happy to talk you through pros and cons one of the cool new features that came out with iOS 15 I think it's 15 15 yeah 15 um, they came out with the ability to get object character recognition from a photo. So you take a photo with your phone or you can hold your phone in camera mode over text and then you can highlight and copy and cut and whatever else you need to take the text out of the image. Um, and that's something that I'm going to be using a lot, I'm sure. So, all right, let's move on. Um, so the other main thing that I use is my iPad Pro. Um, because I'm in the Apple ecosystem, it just makes sense. Uh, I can airdrop uh, files to my iPad uh, or from my iPad really easily. And they made it really, really fantastic the last couple years. They made the iPad have a keyboard and mouse support. Um, they also added some other apps and features that make it a lot more laptop-like. Uh, for somebody that doesn't need a real heavy um, processing power or real heavy um, I don't know, dedicated desktop machine, the iPad Pro just works perfectly. And I went with the Pro model again because I wanted it to last a little bit longer and the Pro has a little bit more processing power than the Air. And I really wanted the Magic Keyboard. I didn't want to get one of those dumb Logitech uh, Folio cases. Personal opinion, um, and probably, you know, Logitech, I do use other products of yours, but those Folio cases that with are with Apple are just terrible. They don't work real well. The Bluetooth is just not good. Um, this has a connection to the three pin adapter on the back of the iPad Pro, um, and the, the Magic Keyboard is fantastic for that. Uh, I also use the Paperlike screen protector. Um, I got that because I needed a screen protector for my iPad. I had been hearing uh, on YouTube some different uh, iPad users say, hey, get the Paperlike. It's a lot better for writing with the Apple Pencil. It'll save your Apple Pencil tips. Uh, and I had planned on doing some drawing and writing with the Apple Pencil for notes and things like that, and that uh, seemed to do the trick. Um, so that works really, really well. Um, uh, Paperlike, if you're listening, I absolutely love your product. Um, it, feels like paper on my hand when I'm writing. Um, so like if I have the side of my hand touching my iPad screen, it doesn't feel like a screen. It feels like paper, which is fantastic. And then when I write, it feels like paper as well. So that's 
probably the best one of the best investments I could have made. Uh, Dbrand also, I have a I have used Dbrand in the past to to put just a nice looking skin on the outside of my phone. Um, for this, I actually wanted something so that if I wasn't in my Magic Keyboard the back panel of my iPad was protected from scratches. Now, it's not a case. Um, the, the Magic Keyboard is a case, um, albeit it doesn't really protect the edges now that I think about it. Uh, but the idea is with this that you can um, sort of protect from scratches the back of your iPad, because again, this is uh, about $1,000 um, all said and done just for the iPad. And then the keyboard is an additional $399. Uh, and I have an Apple Pencil Gen 2 as well, you know, the kind that magnetically charges on the top of the iPad. And that was another, you know, $199. Um, so it's, it's an investment. You want to protect your investments. That's one number one thing that I have learned about my business is that if you have an investment, you don't always bring in a ton of money to replace your stuff all the time. So you need to have an investment uh, protected. Um, another nice thing about the iPad is it uh, has a USB-C out. Um, so you can use a whole bevy of different adapters. Now, granted, it's only one, so you have to choose between, you know, earphones or um, HDMI, or you can do like I do and get a multi-purpose adapter um, that has HDMI, a card reader. Uh, I talked a little bit about it in my last thing, but I think the big draw for me is that I needed an Ethernet connection for some of the uh, network installs that I do to be able to troubleshoot, you know, do I have connection at this network device? or not and this really just sold it for me is that you can find adapters that have ethernet and, uh, jacks built in and they work really really well they give you um, they can give you up to gigabit speed in some cases um, just watch out because sometimes you'll get stuff that's like oh usb 3 usb 4 usb 5 but then they don't really work with more than one concurrent device at a time i would just go ahead and take a look at the ratings on any of the items that you're getting that are not like directly from Apple or directly from Samsung or wherever, and just make sure that you're getting a good product in general. All right, uh, the, the next thing that I use is I use a Bosch laser range finder. Now, the model that I particularly use has Bluetooth built in. Now, there are other laser range finders that you can use, but I use that uh, combined with the Bosch uh, app to be able to map a flooring out if somebody needs to know how big their house is or needs to know how far it is from one spot to another. This is coming handy on a couple of installs. I had an install at a factory in Kent, Washington, where um, I, I needed to know what the range was from the front office, which is where um, the closest Wi-Fi access point was, to this printing station that they had sort of in the middle of the warehouse. And it turns out it was just about uh, 90 feet as a crow flies. So in terms of uh, Wi-Fi access points, that's perfect. You, you don't want it to be too far away so that it can mesh with that uh, that main station that's already attached and already plugged in and ready to go. So um, that is uh, that was a great tool there. And then I also used it on an install where um, I basically was just playing with the idea. I did a full floor mapping of the internal uh, flooring of the house, first and second floor. Um, all the walls measured um, complete distances and just sort of uh, estimated what's what kind of hardware I would need. Now, in some cases, I don't really need that because you sort of get a feeling for how big an area is or how, um, how much you will need as you go along. Um, and uh, what I have recently found out is, at least with network technology, sorry, I'm not a, um, you know, a CCNA guy. I've never actually been trained in networking except stuff that I've picked up myself. Uh, what I've recently learned 
is that the less you have is actually the better. You just want to add in only where necessary to boost the signal because too many competing Wi-Fi access points in one area or too many competing mesh points in one area can cause the devices themselves confusion as well as sort of degrade your network performance overall. So uh, that's something to keep in mind if you are starting to look into uh, doing networking as well. All right, along with that Bosch uh, range finder, I also have about 1,000 feet. Well, now it's like 800 feet because I've used a few hundred feet of it, of uh, Cat5e cable. And I use Cat5e because it uh, can get you reliably uh, consistent speeds over a decent distance. Um, and um, it, you basically just need to... Um, it's uncut, so you basically just need to get some... Um, RJ45 jacks and follow the, uh, the the standard protocol for lining up your uh, your wires and crimping the ends and all that kind of stuff. Uh, speaking of crimping, I use the Klein Tools Compact Ratcheting Data uh, Cable Crimper. Um, that tool is great. It's what I use for the whole process of creating network cables or patch cables or anything that I need. Um, I generally am of two minds about this. I will use this cable if I'm needing to run a longer distance. Uh, but if it's a shorter distance, maybe say uh, up to 150 feet, I will just have the client buy a 150-foot cable that's already pre-finished. Uh, maybe get a flat wand one, depending on uh, you know the the environment of the install, just so that I don't have to take the extra time to install that, and I can just run the cable uh, to from one location to the other. Uh, that's pretty much it in terms of hardware. Oh, I do have a, uh, a Kickstarter campaign that I did last year for a one terabyte uh, fingerprint encoded um, hard drive. It's a USB-C hard drive. It's fantastic. It's solid state hard drive. It's one terabyte. Uh, it cost me about, I think the Kickstarter was um, $1.99 to get in on that one terabyte option. And then it was like $2.50 for a two terabyte and like you get up to a five terabyte for like 600 bucks. Now for solid state, that's actually pretty good. Uh, or at least it was at the time that I did the Kickstarter. They didn't have anything like it. I, what sold me though was the fingerprint encryption. Um, I did data security and, and not just data security, but like uh, information security as a whole for my bachelor's degree program. And um, having a physical authentication factor, um, whether it be face ID or fingerprint ID, something like that, is absolutely necessary in this day and age to protect your data files. Um, so, you know, that's that's a great tool to have. Other than that, I mean, it's just USB adapters here and there to fit the need. I have a USB, uh, USB to, uh, like a standard USB to a 3.5 mil out adapter that runs 3.5 to 3.5 to an AB jack uh, from EarlyBot. Um, that's a very simple thing that allows me to have multiple inputs uh, from audio and then to have an output to one set of earphones. And for earphones, I'm rocking the, uh, the Audio-Technica um, ATH-M20Xs. They're basically just the studio um, monitor earphones. When I'm not using my AirPods, um, I just use those. And then I can switch between this and my, my uh, primary business computer audio so that I can you know, listen in on meetings or I can listen to a tutorial on YouTube or flip back and forth between them real easily. Uh, other than that, I just use USB-C cables, uh, USB-C to USB-C. Uh, I have a uh, fast charging uh, wireless charger that's uh, Qi open source compatible. Um, 
that is what I use to charge my phone when I'm at my desk. Um, I also have the uh, Anchor uh, Nano uh, phone charger to power that so that it just basically gives me great strong power adapter from the, the DC output because here in the you know here in the US we use um, we use a different power system than uh, in Europe and pretty much the rest of the world. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about some of the apps that I use. I'm not going to milk this whole uh, gear I use into two different podcasts. I'll just go a little bit longer on this one so that you can get an idea of what I use. Uh, most of these, I will say, I just use on my phone um, because most of the stuff that I do is just checking on network strength and in different spots. And so the number one app that I use for my business, aside from email, which I'll get into that a little bit as well, is... Um, the uh, speed test by Ookla app. Now you can use pretty much any speed test app you want. Um, you can use uh, fast.com, you can use whatever really when you're on a device. But for this, the, I like it for a couple of reasons. One, it shows me where it's pinging for the data center. And then it shows me up and download speeds over a range of time uh, at that particular location. Um, so it's, it's pretty nice on that front. Um, the next thing that I use is I have a variety of payment option apps. So I have Venmo, I have Cash App, I have PayPal. Uh, along with PayPal, I have the PayPal Here app, which is basically the uh, ability to do the card reader. So that's basically you type in an amount, pair it with your uh, card reader, and then you can accept cash and it'll go straight into your PayPal account. Now you could always use just PayPal straight up and not offer Venmo or Cash App, but I have had other people ask me for both of those options as well. Um, so I've just been, you know, I've kept an account for both of those. Um, they work really well. Um, if I had to choose one off the top of my head, I'd probably go with Venmo. Um, although PayPal is pretty fantastic in terms of what they offer. I also use PayPal for invoicing. Um, so it, the integration between them is really, really good um, between your invoice tracking and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as mentioned yesterday, when I'm tracking all of my business documentation, I just have a, a, a bunch of different Google, or not Google, um, numbers so uh, Apple has basically their version of Excel it's called numbers and I created a couple of different spreadsheets I've got my ledger sheet that keeps track of my invoices my expenses uh, and then I have my mileage log which I track all of my uh, approved mileage now I probably will go on a different podcast and talk to you about how and when to use those things and, and how to fill out a ledger sheet that kind of a thing at least the way I'm doing it so I'm not going to cover that in much detail here. Suffice it to say that I just use the free software available to me. Now, if you have uh, Google Drive, which I'll talk about domains as well, that's something else that I can add to my list here. In fact, I'm going to add that right now to my list. Um, you can talk about domain uh, hosting, or we can talk about domain hosting. We can talk about uh, how I set up my uh, website on a Raspberry Pi and how I even came to the idea of using a Raspberry Pi for a web host. Um, for my website, but um, that we won't cover in much detail today. Uh, suffice it to say that I do use a Raspberry Pi to host my website. Um, that's why if you try to log onto my website, I don't have a blazing fast website like you know Google or Facebook or whoever that takes you know like two seconds to load a ton of content. It takes you know closer to six or seven seconds, maybe eight seconds to load the first time. All right. Um, so the other thing that um, that we can talk about is uh, the software that I use for email. Now, for my business email, I have gone around with a couple of different uh, systems. I've tried using Google um, 
and found out that if you use a Google free account, there's a way that you can actually fake uh, a, a free Google account out um, to make it look like you have a business account, but you're still logging into basically an at Gmail account. So uh, ultimately, you're going to have to pay for email in some way, shape, or form. And for a while, I was using Google, um, but then I found out it was actually pretty expensive and I could get away with doing something quite a bit cheaper. Uh, plus, Google has been doing some funky things uh, with uh, people's businesses if they oppose the Vaseline mandate or vaccine mandates. Uh, I say Vaseline uh, out of habit because videos on Facebook will get demonetized and pulled out and all that stuff if you mention anything against the, uh, the patriarchy of, of uh, social wokeness and all that woke and nonsense that's going on. Um, but it, the... Uh, the vaccine mandates and stuff like that, all of the information Google is admittedly now, they just admitted to it this week, that they're censoring data um, on search results and things like that, that is contrary to the narrative that is being pushed by uh, far left extremists and uh, people like Dr. Fauci, who um, I'm not even gonna get started on that because you're here to talk about tech. So long story short, uh, I don't use Google anymore. Um, I actually use a different system entirely uh, for my domain provider and I run, uh, and I won't tell you who that is, but I run through my domain um, through, um, oh, what's the name of that company? Uh, basically, it's just a, a cloud uh, provider that um, basically gives me the ability to uh, sort of protect against denial of service attacks and things like that. Um, and so it, it took me quite a while to get this figured out how to do all of this, including how to um, set up my um, domain with email and different things like that. Uh, but once I did set that up, it was actually pretty, um, pretty fantastic. I followed a tutorial on YouTube, which we can talk about, you know, if you contact me, Sam at samatwarnconsulting.com. Um, that basically, as part of the Raspberry Pi setup, I, they walked me through this tutorial. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, oh, the company is called Cloudflare. So I use Cloudflare for um, sort of mirroring my DNS hosting uh, and making sure that I can have... Um, sort of protection against denial of service and things like that. Plus their interface is a little bit easier to use than my main domain service. But I went with my main domain service because I could get it for basically $3 a year for three years. Um, I basically, it was like buy two years, get the third free. And it was like $6 total for three years. And then I doubled it up and got email along with that. And they use a service called private email. Uh, and so you basically install their uh, profile on your device and then you can get, you know, your private, your, your, personal email for your business set up, no problem. All right, along with that um, email service, I also use basically just uh, whatever email client I want. In this case, right now I'm using uh, an email client that uh, allows you to import Google and others at the same time uh, and has a level of filtering. I sort of go back and forth between them. Uh, but the, uh, the app that I use most often uh, on my iPad is just Apple Mail. Uh, and that gives me the ability to have my, my uh, work email pop in whenever. Um, now that one's a uh, pull service rather than push. So uh, I don't get the email as soon as I, uh, as soon as I receive the email from the, the client sender. 
uh, I get it basically when I open the email client and it pings the service to find out where it is. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind as well um, when you're looking at email clients and things like that is cost versus you know name recognition versus whatever. For me, the, the whole thing was I needed to have a domain at the end that didn't look like at gmail.com or at uh, live.com. Um, you know, I had just seen a business truck drive by that was like, hey, Joe's Plumbing at live.com. And I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to be the best for marketing and branding. Um, so, you know, making sure that you do that is uh, something to, to um, talk about when you talk about systems that you use or uh, apps that you use. Okay, so along with um, the, the acceptance forms, I would say equally um, so are some of the apps that I use for uh, the work that I do. Um, so I use uh, Unify, um, which is a, a, a style of network controller from a company called Ubiquity. Along with that, they, that's their um, sort of pseudo-professional services. They're supposed to compete with Cisco, that kind of a thing. They also have a system for consumer-grade stuff. It's called Amplify. Um, and then I also have TP-Link, um, TP-Link Deco for more of the budget-friendly build. Now, if you ask me, not just because I'm comfortable with them, but because I've used them so much and the quality of their stuff is fantastic, always go with the Ubiquity stuff um, because their customer service, even though it's free, is actually pretty top-notch to go with their uh, devices. So you get free customer service with your device purchase, uh, and it's very, very inexpensive compared to the quality and the, the amount of things that you can do with the particular devices. Um, for example, my personal Wi-Fi is built off the Amplify um, HD system, and the Amplify HD system in ideal conditions, like if I were to install this in like a, uh, an office building, could get me 20,000 square feet of coverage. That's bonkers. Most places do less than 10,000 square feet, even less than 8,000 square feet. This thing, I can get Wi-Fi at my street. That's how good this system is. And all I had to do was basically provision the first thing with the app on my phone, and then plug in the two other things and add them to my network, the two mesh nodes that go, and you just plug them into the wall sockets in here. Like I have one in my bedroom here um, where my home office is, and I also have one in our garage, and it covers all the way out to our street from our cul-de-sac, so that's fantastic. Uh, the Unify app is much more of like your typical um, enterprise level. You've got switches, you've got firewalls, you've got uh, Wi-Fi access points, you've got telephone and uh, protect. They've got all their, you know, their buzz names for it. So they've got their camera service, they've got their door access service, they've got their telephone service for VOIP phones, and it all works together in a real nice little packaged app called Unify. Uh, Deco basically just sets up consumer grade or like home use level stuff, similar to the Amplify app, but a lot dumber and a lot smaller range. They only cover about 5,800 square feet max, but it's really good for budget friendly. You can get a TP-Link Deco S3 or S4 for about 140 bucks on Amazon or at Costco or wherever, and it's super easy to set up for uh, anybody. Uh, along with that, I use the Anchor podcasting app. I've already mentioned that right at the beginning of the podcast. Um, and as we sort of wind down, the last couple of things that I want to talk about are pretty lightweight. Everybody knows them. Uh, Signal, Telegram, Discord, Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram Messenger, uh, Facebook, Instagram, 
um, along with that and my Raspberry Pi for my website, those are how I basically communicate and market back out. So sometimes I'll post a video like, hey, did you know that we offer these services and those things are fantastic? Because I don't really have any sales to speak of and I'm low priced already, I don't really send a sales promotion out. Uh, but one thing that I will let you know if you're interested in my services, uh, you can book me today, samuelwarrenconsulting.com. Click on the contact link in the upper right-hand corner or email me at samuelwarren, uh, sam at samuelwarrenconsulting.com. And uh, I do a free consult for the initial consult and then I'm $40 an hour for labor uh, plus the cost of whatever the hardware is. So if you're interested in doing that, um, I do home internet installs. I can do small business internet installs, small business camera installs. Uh, I can do uh, now VOIP um, phone installs with this system. So if you're interested in getting a full new internet system in, and maybe you want to cut long-term costs um, and not have to rent equipment from Comcast or you know have a CCNA person come out and charge you $130 and $140 an hour, let me know um, and I'd be happy to reach out to you. Uh, another thing that I use really regularly is uh, Washington State has a sales tax calculator. Uh, app and I use that to help calculate what the sales tax is in the area that I'm uh, selling the item. That way I can collect the appropriate amount of tax and pay to Caesar what is Caesar's. All right, that being said, we're just about to the half hour mark and so I want to, uh, to basically wind things down. Again, my name is Sam uh, from Samuel Warren Consulting. This is a small business um, basically themed podcast and uh, I'd love to get your ideas for uh, upcoming topics. Uh, shoot me an email, sam at samuelwarrenconsulting.com. As always, you can uh, follow me here on Anchor, or you can follow me on Spotify, or now I'm on Apple uh, Podcasts as well. I'd love to get your input. Reach out to me on any of those platforms, or again, email sam at samuelwarrenconsulting.com for business or uh, ideas for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being an awesome fan base, and I look forward to talking to you soon.